This episode is sponsored by the ALW Communications Agency. Visit www.alwagency.com for all your communications needs. One of the things I think is one of the most important things, because I am a person who both of my parents passed away before I was 21. It's one of my fears. It's one of my things that also, I don't allow it to cripple me as a fear though. I allow it to propel me into learning what can I do to make sure that my child has a good, comfortable life, regardless of if his dad and I both passed away before he's 21. And let's be honest, no matter how much you rear your child to be the most financially literate, smartest kid in the world, when we hit certain ages, like 18 and then 21 and certain ages, we do have our moments, no matter how smart we are. Because I started working in finance since I was 15 as a paid intern. 15, I started with my paid internship, like my requirements and the hours I needed. By 16, I was working as a paid intern at Credit Suisse. So I was raised in finance in a space from even a tiny... And when I hit certain ages, like 18 and 21, I'm not going to lie, I had my moments where I was like, I'm going to go to St. Bart's. I'm rich. I'm 21. And meanwhile, it's like, no, you're not rich because no matter how much money you have, there's someone else with more money than you. And St. Bart's is expensive. And how many times do you think in one year you're going to be able to go there? And one of the most important things you could do is a living trust. And a living trust allows you to frame out, like if you left your child $1 million, by this age, they can have this amount. And by that age, they can have this amount. You can even bring it out till they're like 40 years old. It's just trickling out money. And you could also make it so that if, let's say you leave behind an attorney to be the person who's minding this living trust, if that child has a great, brilliant business idea, and let's say you left them $10 million and they, they need $1 million of that money to put towards this business idea, you can even put a parameter around that so that the child can actually have that framed out where if they come with a business plan to the attorney and it's one that makes sense, they get embedded maybe by two or three attorneys, maybe this is something that they can release that extra money to this child so that they can follow their dream and their purpose if they decide to not do like college and certain things. I know one friend who, for their living trust, they made it that their child has to go to college in order to get their money. I don't agree with that per se, because realistically, we're living in a world where there are a lot of people who are multimillionaires and billionaires who did not finish high school. And so as such, I would not put that kind of an education ramification on it. But maybe like I could see also having something like a vocational skill. And so these are all things that you can mandatory or you can even say something as simple as, hey, I have a pet and it's a family pet. So if I die, you have to take care of the family pet. And that's a part of the living trust. So it's really cool how much you can do, especially when you have children. So that's one less fear that you necessarily need to have. And you could be alive, by the way, to have a living trust for your child anyway. Some parents will also say, hey, if you're a trust fund baby, some of them will be like, oh, 25 or 30 years old. When you hit this age by your 30th birthday, everything's released to you. I don't necessarily believe in that just because once again, what if you are in a relationship with somebody who is abusive and at the age of 30, that person, when that money is released to you, the person is the one who's going to spend that money for you. So I do think it is good to have something where it's a trickle effect. And so what do you guys think about, because we keep talking about generational wealth and basically passing down wealth when we're no longer here. But I read a book years ago that was life-changing for me. It's called Die With Zero. The concept of it is that basically by the time you pass, there's nothing for you to pass down because you have already passed down your assets progressively to whomever needs them and you have already experienced life as fully as you were supposed to by enjoying the fruit of your labor. And what are your thoughts? Well, I definitely remember you introducing me to that book and I haven't finished it yet, but it's definitely a great one. 
And I think for me, I agree with that concept because I know when I started to make money or build wealth, when I first hit my seven figures, I was very much in like hoarder mentality. I have to hold on to this money. I need to see it in my account. If it goes, if I spend anything, I'm all of a sudden broke again. You know, I was still very much living in that lack mindset. And because I'm the first person in my family to ever achieve this amount of money or make this amount of money, I didn't have anyone to look to to show me or tell me, hey, it's okay. Like you don't have to not spend in order to maintain wealth. In fact, you need to diversify You need to invest. You need to do things with the money in order for it to actually grow. So I definitely think for new wealth builders and as we start educating our children, it is so important to go back to what you said earlier to see money as a tool. I think so much of the time when we grow up in lower to middle class situations and with single parents, money is always looked at as this thing that we have just enough of, but not enough to like really live the life that we want. And so our relationship with money from a young age is very strained where we feel like I only have a little bit. I can't ask my mom for too much because she doesn't have money. And it's always a people don't have it. We don't have it. That's the energy around it. But shifting that has been a big thing for me and helping my kids understand that this is what money is. When you're asking me for things, here's how you earn the money so that you see money as not something that is not present because it is here, but something that you work for and you earn and you gain in order for it to give you the things that you want in life. And also that you learn how to use so that it can grow later. Sunday Skincare Day is one of the ways I keep my sanity in these crazy times. Jumino is an all-natural, Black-owned skincare brand carefully handcrafted by parents who could not find the proper care solutions to address their family skin problems. All Jumino products are made of organic and high-quality ingredients meticulously chosen to give your skin the smooth results and the glow it deserves. 